Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everyone. This is Rediscovering Latinidad. My name is Briar Rose. And I am Fausto. Thanks for joining us again. Welcome, everyone. Yeah. So today's episode is Season 1, Episode 6, Encontrando Nuestras Raices. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where we will be talking about how our families met. Yeah. And perhaps also, you know, examine some of their stories that may have been lost and or forgotten. Yeah, we're really excited. And you know what, everyone? This episode, we, we, uh, we're we going to be talking about our families and, and talking about our stories. And if you would like to share any with us, please don't hesitate to reach out. Our email address is rediscoveringlatinidad at gmail.com. I will let, it, let you know at the end of the episode as well. So, Fausto, I'm handing it over to you. So, how did my families meet? They've known each other since childhood. <laughs> <laughs> My parents have actually known each other since childhood. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, um, I have yet to confirm it, but my suspicion um, is that they are either third or fourth cousins. And so we are from a very small town in the center of the Dominican Republic. And my parents actually, their parents' homes were just down the block or down the road from each other. Um, Maybe a 10-minute walk, if, if that much. So I actually remember whenever I would visit the Dominican Republic, I would stay with my dad's family, and then I would walk the 10 minutes to visit my mom's family. Oh. <laughs> um, and so I have a lot of childhood memories of running in between my grandparents, uh, my grandparents' homes. My grandpa was already, my maternal grandparents had already passed, but I still had an aunt who lived in the, in their house. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, as I've said, my family has had a pretty long story in the Dominican Republic, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, especially in the center of the Dominican Republic. So it was only a matter, it was only a matter of time before um, my parents would have met. And so it wasn't that they fell in love when, you know, they were little kids or that they were high school sweethearts or anything like that. No. My mom actually thought my father was ridiculous. She was just kind of like, no, I am not getting together with you. You know, she thought he was funny. He was totally in love with my mother. So 
when my mom apparently this is a story so my mom is five years older than my dad and so whenever my mom would like hang out <laughs> with her boyfriends sometimes my dad would like try to tag along you know with the with the group or whatever and my mom's boyfriends would make him like go get them cigarettes and go buy them <laughs> oranges <laughs> And so it wasn't until the 70s that I think, you know, my father was able to convince my mother. And so he traveled. So I, at, at one point, though, I, he, he had given up. At one point, he had given up. So he was just like, okay, whatever. So I'm never going to get her. So he ended up marrying someone else. Um, they came to the United States. They were here for a few years. It didn't work out. On one of my dad's trips back to the Dominican Republic, um, he reconnect reconnected with my mother, and um, then the rest is history from from there. So somehow he managed to convince her, and so he came back to the United States, then went back. They were married in the summer of '83, um, and then I was born in the spring of '84. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it all it all worked out. It all worked out from there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, like yeah. Oh, my family's uh, story. You know, it's interesting. I did not know until just now that our mothers are five years older than our fathers. And our fathers, yes. There you go. It's interesting. <laughs> my mother was uh, a office manager and basically a controller at a beauty uh, supply company out on Long Island, and my she worked in the office area and my father one of his jobs was um, he actually worked in the factory part of the same company his his sister worked at the company and got him the job so he he actually started talking to my mom he liked her immediately and you know he had basically he grew on her over okay. time <laughs> but within like the first day they she she was enamored with him and they moved in together within a couple of months oh, wow. like four months or so okay. I came about just over just over a year after they met like they and then my sister came um almost three years later after me and uh, they've been together since 1987 march 87 oh wow okay so they they are still together to this day living in long island having a good old time (laughs) i think that and I, i i'm saying this with a lot of sensitivity and understanding of where things were in the world but uh, I think that there was reservations on both sides of my parents' families about them getting together. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, there wasn't at that at that point. Uh, later on, there were changes and m- more examples of inclusion mm-hmm. of the sort of arrangement of um, cultural arrangement. But uh, it, it, they, but both sides were a little, a little hesitant. But my parents knew that they were in love and they wanted to be together, okay. and that was that. <laughs> That was that for them. Yay, uh, love. Yay, love. Uh, and I, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna throw on to here, like my, uh, my two of my ancestors' love stories too. My maternal grandparents, my maternal grandfather was seven years older than my grandmother, mm-hmm. and they, he would wait. Uh, she was young and a little immature, I guess, and well, she was also just very young too. But she, he would wait, sit outside like her parents' like house and wait for her. And <laughs> she would go run off with her friends, like just being a kid, yeah. just being a kid. And then they got married when she was nineteen, and they had three kids together. Their marriage did not work out, but you know that that's a 
whole other story. My 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 father's parents. Um, my understanding is that my abuelito was a bus driver in El Salvador, which is actually a very good job where he okay. was. And uh, at one point, I heard that he worked. I don't want to say in the military, but in the services, because I saw pictures of him in uniform. Okay. So I think he did that and maybe worked with an ambulance at one point. But anyway, she met him on the bus. He actually had a few, um, I'm sorry, he had four daughters. Okay. He had four daughters in custody of one of, like full custody of one of them when he met my grandmother and they had my father. And they divorced and he ended up um, with his second marriage having two more children. Okay. So he had a lot of children. And okay. he, has, he made a life in the United States and brought... Um, many of his family members here to start their lives. New York is definitely like a hub of like my history <laughs> with both yes. sides of my family. So love stories and uh, you know, just family staying connected even when things get complicated, you know? Yeah, I mean, Ellis love Island it. and JFK have really brought a lot of people together. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> JFK too, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's uh but these fam- families meeting like um especially when marriages maybe don't work out sometimes mm-hmm. you know so sometimes family members are hurt by the pain of those relationships ending and they don't want to speak of those ancestors those mm-hmm. those relatives anymore and I can understand that at the same time these these relatives these family members of ours their stories do matter mm-hmm. they, do, they do matter and we shouldn't let these facts and stories their own stories be forgotten mm-hmm. you know I, I one thing is my maternal grandfather who I never knew left in 1963 and never came back I knew just from social security records is that he died in New Orleans in 1999 and he never remarried or as far as I knew he didn't have any other kids and I can take a pretty good guess of what he <laughs> passed from substance abuse issues but i can't confirm that at this moment but that all being said uh, he was a he i heard that he was in the korean war and i heard stories about how he was stationed in japan and how um he taught my mother a little japanese and when she was younger she can i think she can read to 10 in japanese from what i can understand (laughs) and he was a brilliant architect like he used to draw a blueprint of like houses he dreamed of making one day just this like these stories of these this person i'll never get to meet but that is so important to my family history and i wanted to learn more about his military history so i went through fold three and i went through some of the records on um some of these search engines and I could never find anything. And then I found out that in the 1970s, the U.S. military records for the Korean War, I believe, letters J through... Oh, please. Uh, listeners, collect me, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think it was J through R. The There, there was a fire. Oh, gosh. And all the records were destroyed. And the, my maternal grandfather's uh, last name started with M. Okay. So I've never been able to find his records. Um, but I found my maternal grandmother's brother. I found my step-grandfather's records. <laughs> I found um, a bunch of records, basically, of people in the Korean War. Korean War is pretty um, prominent in my, fam- on my mother's side of the family. But I could not find the M. Okay. Yeah, so, but, you know, these stories that are, you know, again, this is stories of records that we'll never find. I will, here, like we were talking about in our last episode about roadblocks, I'm never going to find my grand, my maternal grandfather's military records. It's not going to happen. That's gone. Uh, That being said, I will not stop the search because I would love to know more about his family and looking in past him and going to hear more about his brothers, my maternal grandfather's brothers children they have so many stories of my grandfather hmm. and pictures of him yeah, so if so i had stopped the search i wouldn't have those 
So there's that oral history that's still very much present. Yes, yeah. yes. So, you know, these stories can get lost and forgotten. You know, these love stories when marriages don't work out mm-hmm. or when just things are out of our control, even like fires at, <laughs> at uh, facilities, things like that. Anything, wars, they, these records can get lost and forgotten. But we owe it to our ancestors to at least try to find what we can and keep the uh, interest alive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, no, absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and, you know, these these stories are so important because sometimes we actually have family out there that we don't, may not necessarily know about, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and there are different reasons why these stories get, get lost or why even families sort of like splinter, right? And so in my family, for example, <laughs> um, you know, my mother um, sort of uh, has a contentious, re- contentious relationship with one of her siblings. And so this sibling actually um, emigrated to the United States pretty early on, if I'm not mistaken, I think in the 50s or 60s. And they emigrated actually to Boston. And so there's a whole branch of my family that's in Boston that I've never met. Wow, um, and it's kind of like I know they exist, but then I'm not certain that they know that like the rest, you know, their family exists, or if they even, you know, or if they even, if they even care. Do, do you think you'll reach out one day? So I have actually. So maybe I should actually start by telling that story. I have reached out to, I guess, one section of the family, and what spurred that is that. My mom's youngest sister, um, who lives in California, had brain surgery um, years ago. And so my mom and I went to, um, you know, to just sort of help her recover. One of their nephews from this sister, um, who who was from Boston, um, moved from Boston to California. And so he was there as well. And so I was able to get to know him, and he was my my first connection hmm. um, to the rest of that of that family, and so I met his daughter, and it was so cool to like, you know, get to know a cousin that I didn't know, um, and she was so awesome. She knows who she is, so you just so you know, you're awesome. And so, so because of that, then he put me in contact with a nephew of his, who then put me in contact with, I believe, his siblings. Mm-hmm. And so even though I never met that first cousin, during one of my trips, as you mentioned to our listeners, I work in education. And so several years ago, I was on a college trip with some of my high school students. And I knew just through connecting you know, with my family that my cousin was at a particular college in the Northeast. So, you know, I knew I was going to this college. I reached out to him and I was kind of like, hey, are you going to be here for the summer? And thankfully he was. And then I was just like, is it okay if we just like say hi and meet? Um, And he was just like, yeah, sure. And so it was really impactful. I still literally remember the moment because as he was just walking down the path, I was just like, oh my God, he looks just like my brother. I was just like, that's my brother's face. (laughs) (laughs) And so then, you know, I was just like, this is, it was just so awesome, Um, you know, to sort of like get to know him, um, his brothers and uh, a younger sister. And actually a couple of months ago, um, that aunt from California was visiting Boston. And then on a video, I guess, you know, they were talking and they mentioned that I live in New York. And so on a video call, my aunt calls me and introduces me to two other cousins so that was really cool um and so we haven't been able to hang out um although that is our goal we Mm -hmm. are going to go partying um in brooklyn one of these days and uh yeah you know it's it's 
sometimes life takes us in different directions and different paths. Um, sometimes life, um, you know, can be can be painful. Sometimes these links, these stories, these connections um, are lost. But it's never too late it's to never reconnect too late. with family if this is what you would like, if that is what works for you. If that is what works for you. If that and is what's going to bring you tranquility. Of course. <laughs> and, you know, while I research family history, I'm also taking the... I guess controversial stance that uh, there are fa- there are family relationships that I absolutely believe there should be efforts to reconnect. If it's something about if the, the issue is something along the lines of almost like inherited or ancestral like strife that just gets handed down mm-hmm. to generations, mm-hmm. you you will learn more and benefit more just having an understanding of each other than just accepting and writing off another person you don't know that well but then there are also situations where uh, family relationships may be detrimental to you and you may choose to not identify that person as family but more so a descendant you had a common ancestor you had a common ancestor (laughs) descendant of a mutual ancestor Um, so I take I can take the position on both whatever feels more natural to you and honors your boundaries and truth. Mm-hmm. We, we are supportive of that um, on this podcast. You know, yes. um, I have a family history that's very big. My father has siblings. Well, my father, at one point, he had, uh, he was one of seven. And unfortunately, two of his sisters have passed. And he, uh, so, I'm sorry, we're leaving over. He's got four siblings now, three sisters and a brother. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, he's on okay terms with most of them. One, not as much. My mother, there's more strife on her side of the family. She has two full siblings, two half-siblings, and four Mm step-siblings. And then after another, even more siblings, considering a second marriage. Um, So there's just strife in there, feuds that have gone on so long, and but... Uh, I, I made it a point when I was younger to reconnect with some people and some relationships I've nurtured and mm-hmm. some I have honored my parents' original wishes. Ah, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> that being said, though, I don't regret. I don't regret finding out for myself what was best for me. Right, right. And, uh, if, you know, I, I, I gathered the information I needed, which is what we, we encourage everyone to do. Yeah, no, you absolutely. Know? Yes, you're absolutely right. There's just some situations in which you just can't. And I'm really happy for you, though, so. with your cousins. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I hope you guys can uh, party together. I know. I certainly hope that we can have, like, a big reunion. I love um, that. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's fascinating to sort of, like, realize and understand how in so little time there can be so many family members and then there can be so much dispersion. Yes. Right? And so, you know, again, my... Uh, my both of my parents each come from a family with ten siblings. Oh my goodness! Also yeah. very very similar to mine. Okay. Yeah. And my out of those ten siblings, and each only about three or four of them are in the United States, mm. right? And so for my father, thankfully his siblings are in New York City. Um, but on my mother's side, right, like she has a sister in Boston, another one in California, and another one in Florida. Mm. Um, and the rest of her siblings in, in the Dominican Republic. And so, you know, I, I just kind of think about my first cousin's children and sort of think that, you know, if I don't meet them or if they don't meet my future children, then 
they're not going to know that they're family whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, and if we're not sort of like constantly reconnecting or at least acknowledging like, hey, you need to know you have a family member like way on the other side of the world, this is how all of this information gets lost, you know? Yes. And then this is how someone, one of our descendants in the future, right, is going to have to sort of like reconnect all of these, yeah. um, all, all of these stories once again. Um, it is something to take into account that the relationships we either nurture or we... I don't want to say discard, but whatever it is, it will affect generations to come. Yeah. You know, and access their access to information about their family. Yes. Yeah. So precisely. Honor your boundaries. Do what's best for you. Yeah. Take into account the ripple effects, as always. I, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think. All right. I, and so I think we have a little bit of housekeeping. <laughs> we have a little housekeeping, guys, as always. So if you'd like to contact us, our email address is rediscoveringlatinidad at gmail.com. Our phone number is 646-470-9824. You can find us at social media, Rediscovering Latinidad, on Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit. And if you like us, please subscribe. It's different than downloading. Please leave us a hopefully five-star rating. If not, we can earn it soon. And uh, please recommend our podcast to anyone who may be interested. Until next week, and actually next week, we're going to take a little bit of a different turn with our podcast. Yes, we are. We are going to be talking about a beloved family movie that honors our ancestors. And next week, we will actually be talking about the movie Coco. And why is that? And why is that? It is because Coco is about... A boy finding his ancestors at Andillo de los Muertos, which is right around the corner. Yes, yes, indeed it is. And while we talk about Dia de los Muertos, we will also talk about how our family celebrated very differently. Yes, and how it's a little bit um, more festive for some cultures mm -hmm. than for than for others, and more spiritual for others. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So until so, next week, guys. Take bye. care. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. Bye.